Support for this podcast comes from The Fresh Market, offering a fresh store experience with premium meat, specialty produce, signature baked goods, and convenient meals to go. Learn more at thefreshmarket.com slash refresh. Welcome to Give Up the Grind with your hosts, Dr. Greta Anderson and Kevin R. McGee. Insights and offerings for building your best life on your terms. Every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cat Villa Radio Network. To listen to this and other great past shows, go to www.catbuilderradionetwork.com or subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, people, and welcome. Welcome, family, to Giving Up the Grind. I am your host, Kevin McGee, and my lovely, wonderful co-host, Dr. Greta, I am Dr. Greta Anderson. Hello. Yes, she is. How, How are, are things you, going for you today? I'm doing good, Greta. I'm doing real good. I'm doing real good. good. Uh, just uh, good. you know, getting 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 the school year started. The kiddies are uh, back yes. to school, and you know, getting getting into another routine. You know, you have your summer routine, and then you have your school right. routine, and so they they both offer it, their it, it, pluses and minuses. <laughs> so now we're in mm-hmm. the in the school I, routine. So. In school, yes, it was so funny. I was out, um, out in front of my home the other day, and there were some children walking back from the pool. And right. they, it's such a beautiful day. I mean, perfect blue skies, light breeze, right. you know, sunny 87. And they had the grace look of sadness on their face. And I said, what's <laughs> Because I, need, I knew there had just been ice cream social in the community. So, I mean, right, awesome right. times. Oh, food trucks with awesome times. I said, what's wrong? And they said... <laughs> School starts tomorrow. I mean, it was like the it was like the the funeral dirge walking down the street past my mailbox. I wanted to laugh right. at this so bad, but I but I've been there. I've like I've been there too. Hey. I've been. It's, they were like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Tomorrow. Yeah, my my, I was my like, kids. Well, that's were, an exciting thing. That's that's what I thought, you know. And it's funny because you know, just in the last year or so. You know, my kids generally are very excited, you know, excited to go back to school. They're excited to see their friends, excited to do some different things. But I think, um, and I don't know, it's a good thing. I, this summer we did a lot of different things. We went to some different places. They spent some time doing some mm-hmm. different things. And, and my wife and I have had a, a lot of conversations with them about responsibility and, and being successful and, and kind of positioning themselves. And so maybe so much so because now they're not really that interested in their friends <laughs> or the old group of friends they have. <laughs> right. You know they, they, they're they, kind of like – With the broadened horizons, they're like, I right. they're kind of like, you guys are losers. Right. So they're like, you know, they're a little bit, uh, a little bit of trepidation about, you know, the new school year. But they'll be okay. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. They'll be great. I mean, so today, we all resilient. Yeah, 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 today. yeah, yes. So today, today we're, we're going to have a very, very good conversation about a, a, a topic that's personal to both you and I, Dr. Anderson, and that, and that, and that is about partnership. So the, t- the title of today's episode is Until Death Do Us Part, The Pros and Cons of business partnerships. You know, entrepreneurship can be a very, very risky endeavor. You know, when you're out there starting a business, there are a lot of things that you put on the line. But one way to, to mitigate that risk is to consider partnering with someone. You know, a partnership, if done correctly, can be a great thing. It allows you to share the risk. 
It allows you to spread the responsibility. It allows you, you know, to, to do a lot of different things, share the workload. Uh, you know, even in the Bible it says, you know, hey, two is better than one, right? So that whole concept. One, that's right, absolutely. Right, yeah, you know, so that whole concept of partnership is, is one that I think everyone gets, you know, but, but you have to be careful. You know, you know, there well, are some, throw some in downfalls. This important, <laughs> right. There's an important part to that uh, because I am kind of one of those people that I don't like scripture in, in part. <laughs> Two is stronger than one as long as there's a third element in there interwoven with those two, right? Right, that is right, right. Well, but, now, the important thing is equally yoked. And we're not, also equally, equally yoked. Yoke. And so that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with this when you, when you mentioned that. But we're going to get to all of that. Um, so I'm excited <laughs> about this topic. Kevin is laughing in the background, folks, right, because he knows right. my backstory of many, many years right. and many different things. Yeah, yeah, um, but this yeah. is such an important topic that I just cannot understand. It is. It is. It is huge. It is huge. It is huge. It is huge. So first, we're going to talk about, you know, some of the reasons, the good reasons, to consider business partnership. You know, when when you when you're thinking on starting that business, you know, there are a lot of lot of reasons that you can enter into a partnership. You know, one reason is that you know you may not possess all of the skills that are necessary to go into a particular line of business. So, so maybe you, you're from a marketing background and you have a very good marketing, uh, you know, set of skills and you're very good at that, but, but there may be something that you're missing. Maybe you're not the greatest person operationally or maybe you're not the greatest salesperson. And so maybe you know someone who has those skills and you sort of think, hey, you know, you know Tom has those skills. We usually get along. He's a great guy. Hey, this, this would probably, this, this might work. And so you talk to Tom about, this partnership and this business, and he thinks that it's a great idea. So you two say, hey, great. We've been friends for 10 years. We get along great, right? We have a lot of things in common. Our kids hang out together. You know, we do all these great things. Sure, what could go wrong, right? And so you start this business, you start this partnership, and, you know, things are going well. And, you know, another reason to start a partnership is could be perhaps you're in need of financing. You know, maybe you have a great idea, but you don't have all of the financing, or vice versa. Maybe you have financing, but you don't have a lot of ideas about business. You know you want to be in a particular type of business, but you don't have all of the ideas, but you have the money. And so, you know, some of those are are reasons why you may want to go into a business partnership. In essence, there may be something that you're missing, right, something that you're missing. So what what have you seen, What do you think? I mean, one of the many reasons to, 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 to enter into a partnership is that kind of akin to some of the things that you suggested, that perhaps you're in, you're in a position where you can offer sweat equity. I can put right. in a lot of work, but I don't have the financial resources that maybe to go in. And, and it happens oftentimes. An individual that has the resources goes like, I'm fine with becoming an investor of sorts or an active partner, but I'm not going to work every day or, you know, right. work at this level or, you know, so on and so forth. So um, there, are, there are more than a plethora of great reasons to enter into a partnership. Um, right. I, I think, let me just jump into what you said, you know, that, that sweat equity. I love that term, right? So, so I, I think that is probably one of the most popular reasons in the partnerships that people, people say is that, you know, hey, I don't have a lot of money 
but I'm willing to work, right? If you invest the money, mm-hmm. I'll work and invest the time. Just a small personal, this is my personal opinion. I don't know if you agree or not, but just just on GP, just so you guys know, most often sweat equity is not equal to money. <laughs> so, no, it's not. You know, so, when, no, it's not. So, so, when you, so when you say, hey, I'm going to do all the work, and you and you put in all the money, and we're going to split the profits 50-50, mm. that's usually not going to You're going to get dipped. Let's just, let's gonna, just, let's just be real gonna, clear. Yeah. Let's just be real, right. real clear. They may say right. that, but, but right. very rarely does the person giving the money equate the amount of work that you're putting in to the amount of money that you're putting in. Even if you work 24 no. hours a day, they're not going to equate that. No. Money still has a greater value. Would you agree with that? Yeah, they're going to, I absolutely, they're not going to equate you working, you know, 13 hours a day, six days a week for two years, equivalent to the, to their 250, you know, 250,000 that they dropped in as an initial investment. They are just not, right. I mean, not. it's just not, you know, <laughs> you and I could probably sit here until the sun set and rose again, I'm talking about examples that we know of where right. that became a real bone of contention in that buddy Definitely. partnership because it's different. Um, so I think it kind of goes to one of those things where you have to, you know, learn to be, not be so afraid or uncomfortable with, that's probably a more appropriate term, in setting some parameters yeah. with sweat equity, but we can get into that a little bit um, Yeah, we, we, we're, we're going to go into and so, so I'll share a personal, quick personal story that kind of leads into our next mm-hmm. uh, topic about just sort of, you know, sweat equity. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to save that for after the break because it's, it's a little lengthy. Okay. And I don't want you all to miss it. So okay. we'll, take, we'll take a real quick break, and we will be back with a great story about sweat equity and failed business partnerships. We'll be back soon. Giving <laughs> up the grind. The grind. <laughs> See you guys in a minute. So we are back today talking okay. about the pros and cons of partnerships. Until death do us part, mm. talking about partnerships. And, 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 <laughs> and so before we went to the break, we, we were talking about, I was going to share a quick personal story that kind of talked a little bit yeah. about sweat equity. It talked about failed partnerships, uh, talked about friendships. And so one of my earlier businesses, I was uh, it was a hospitality business, and so – I did not have the funds, right, to to mm-hmm. um, start the business. I didn't have all of the funds that I needed, and so I had a, a very good friend. We had been friends for a long time. His name wasn't Tom, but but we'll say Tom just to save his identity. Mm-hmm. But we had been friends for years. Went to college together, went to school together. Great friend. And so he said, well, hey, look, how much do you need? And I told him how much I need. He said, hey, I have that. You know, hey, I'd be more than happy to invest. I've always wanted to support what you do, would love to invest in your business, I said, great, you know, I'll, I'll do all the work. I'll put everything together. And, and he actually was also in another state. And so I was like, hey, this will, be, this will work out great. You know, he's in another state. You know, he won't have to worry about the day-to-day. I'll kind of take care of that. He'll invest the money, and, and, and we'll both, you know, make boatloads of money and live happily ever after. And so, you know, very um, quickly as we got into the business we were having kind of a, a meeting one day and kind of discussing some things. He just had some, some fundamental differences of opinion about how we operated the business. 
And my standpoint was was that, hey, I operate the business day to day, so I sort of know, you know, what goes on, maybe a little bit more than you do. And I'm not saying he was wrong, I was right. You know, that's not the point. The point is that we had sure. two opposing sure. uh, two opposing points of view about this particular business. And so as time went on, that just continued to build and build and build until it got to the point where we both just sort of had a fundamental disagreement about the direction of the business. And, and ultimately, uh, it ended our friendship. You know, it ended our yeah. friendship. Uh, I ended up uh, sort of refunding back the money that, that, he, had, that he had borrowed and, and, and had to call in and talk to some of my lawyers. And, and it was just, it was real ugly. It was real ugly. And, and we both kind of said some things to one another that, that, that you know, I later regretted. And, you know, it really kind of, it, it, it hurt me and it hurt my business. And, and, and so just kind of fast forward, you know, it took probably, I don't know, maybe five to seven years, maybe a little longer before we were able to kind of mend our friendship, you know. And, and so, you know, it really, in hindsight, it really wasn't worth it. And I think one of the things that would have probably helped a little bit more in the beginning is if we had properly structured that partnership, you know, if we had kind of sure. put in a good, mm-hmm. a good operating agreement that sort of dictated, you know, in the event that there are disagreements, because there's always going to be disagreements, but in the event, you know, are, there are going to be disagreements, you know, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to solve them? And so when you talk about partnerships, I think one of the things that, that you really have to consider is, yes, it may be great working with, with a partner. Yes, there are, there are def- some definite benefits, but more importantly than that, how are you going to structure the partnership, right? Structure is everything. How are you going to structure the partnership? So what do you think, Greta, about structure? Well, what, what's your story? I know you have a story, so what's your story? <laughs> we only have 10 uh, minutes. So only... <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. So I'm quickly gathering and, and uh, consolidating my thoughts. I think that business partnerships can be a great thing, but structure is everything and then some. Um, one of the greatest lessons I've learned in my years of business ownership and partnership, makeups and breakups and everything in between is this. You do not enter and set up a formal business arrangement without um, developing and agreeing upon and codifying the exit strategy at the same time. Because right. at that moment, everyone thinks, oh, we're going to stay in this business forever and ever, and we're going to make lots of money, and we're going to be happy. But life happens. Life changes. Right. Change of heart. People, people change. People change. And yeah. it's never when you think it's, it's, it's when you least expect it, if you will. Right. Someone decides, you know, I'm moving across the country. I, I, you name the circumstance. It can change. It's people. It's their lives. Things change. But guess what? Now we've got this business. And if it's totally incongruent with what they want in their lives, but you haven't agreed upon it, you've got a big problem. A huge problem. Huge problem. That, and I'm just kind of speaking from experience, it's going to cost you a lot of headache, mm-hmm. accounting, and legal uh, be a lot more legal fee, you know, fees than you ever probably imagined or desire to spend. There's a better way to spend your time and your resources, but it can right. all be avoided by setting up 
the structure of that business properly. When there are multiple entities involved, don't do anything without a properly structured business arrangement and an operating agreement. It's as simple as that. Right. I've learned over right. the years I don't do anything without, without a sound operating agreement. I, I right. wasn't like that in the beginning, but trust me, huh, I've learned. We'll, we'll save those stories for another day, but I've learned. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, you definitely, you know, kind of on the same lines. I think, you know, oftentimes when we look at partnerships, it's usually someone that we know, right? You know, whether that's sure. we know them very well or someone introduced us, but it's someone that we sort of know. And so we have a certain level, or we think we have a certain level of familiarity, but I think when you're doing those operating agreements or you're talking about, you know, the respective roles and responsibilities, you have to take the emotion out of the equation. Right, you you have to remove the emotions, and, and I mean, you know, and I think that's what a term, you know, is hey, it's it's strictly business, right? You know, you have to remove your emotions and that's remove, true. hey, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out, you know, yeah, we'll, yeah, if we disagree, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out, but but having a disagreement about, you know, you know, which bar we're going to go to after work, you know, is different than having a right. disagreement about how we're going to expand right. into a new market. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or so, or how or how. Um, revenue is going to be distributed. What's the threshold exactly. for um, earning payroll? I mean, exactly. there there are so many decisions that have to be made as the business grows and develops that, you, as you said, you cannot rely upon as, oh, we'll just figure it out as we go along because as sure as the day is long, as my grandmother would say, you're going to have a difference of opinion, which right. can have a massive impact on the operation of the business. And once in a while, you're going to sweep some things under the rug. Okay, well, fine. But I trust us when we say that is not a wise nor healthy way to run a business, and it's going to cause uh, problems in terms of your relationship with your business partner and the, the development of a successful and healthy company. Yeah. The, the other thing I would say, too, is, is that when you're looking at that operating agreement, you know, make sure that you clearly define, you know, your respective roles and responsibilities, you know, and I think, you know, Absolutely. that should be in line with, you know, we kind of talked about it, um, you know, in some early episodes, you know, what are your, what are your strengths and weaknesses and what are, what are your partner's strengths and weaknesses? And based on those, that's how you really should align your roles. You know, if you are not good in accounting or you hate numbers, you should not assign yourself the responsibility of reviewing the P&L every month, right, exclusively. Yeah, you definitely need to know those numbers, and you need to be familiar with them, but that shouldn't be your dominant, you know, your dominant role. You know, you should really define your roles and responsibilities around, you know, what you're good at. You know, obviously you should know a little bit right. about everything in your business, but in terms of, you know, there's a difference between knowing about something and being responsible for it. When I say that I'm responsible for something – that means that in the partnership, that's my area. And so, so sort right. of consequently, I would, I would look to the person responsible to take the lead in making the decisions. I would, I would kind of defer to my partner's expertise in a particular area if I've already admitted that they are more knowledgeable and that is their area of responsibility. You know, I think, you know, you also right. have to kind of say, you know, hey, look, th this is my lane, that's your lane, and, and I'm going to kind of stay in my lane. You know, and if you feel that, very you know, yeah, you have to stay in your lane. You know, even if you if, even if you're not 100% of what your partner's doing, but you've kind of given them that lane, 
you stay in that lane and then you have a meeting, you schedule a partner meeting at some future date, and you say, hey, let's talk a little about these lanes, right? But you don't, you don't switch right. lanes in the middle of right. the drive. Right, right. So, Mid, you know, midstream you, during the drive. Yeah, midstream, right. You, it has, I, I agree. Has I agree with planned. you. Yeah, yeah, everything has to I be agree planned. With well, here's the thing, yeah. Kevin. I'm going to bring up this elephant that sits in the corner of a lot of rooms <laughs> when it comes to this, these, these business partnerships. And this is the elephant that comes up when we choose a business partner. Is, is it a big elephant? Is it a big elephant? He's pretty big. He's pretty heavy. He's pretty well, heavy. We, we oh, might want to take a break yeah. then. We might want to take a quick little break. Okay. Okay, let's so take we'll, a break. And when we'll we come take back, a break. <laughs> we're going to eat the elephant. We're going we're gonna to have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, give up the ground. We'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. You mean to tell me you haven't heard yet? You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Let me break it down and make it plain. On August 13, 2017, one of the greatest events is going to take place. This is the 6th Annual Nonprofit Trinity Awards that's going to be taking place at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center. Now listen, men, you've got to have your swag. Women, you've got to wear your finest, your gowns, because at 5 p.m., there's going to be a photo op session. Yes, people are going to walk down the red carpet, have their photos taken. It is going to be wonderful. Mix and mingle, they'll be all dirty. What is this all about? Well, let me tell you. On August 13, 2017, at the Porter Sanford Performing Arts Center, it's going to be the Nonprofit Trinity Awards, the sixth annual one, that is. For more information, you've got to go to www.nonprofittrinityawards.org. Don't miss this great event. It's going to be second unto none. you got to be there. Hope to see you. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. So we are back today talking about the pros and cons of partnerships until death do us part Mm, partnerships, and and so before we went to the break we we were talking about I was going to share a quick personal story that kind of talked a little bit about sweat equity it talked about failed partnerships uh talked about friendships and so one of my earlier businesses I was uh, it was a hospitality business and so I did not have the funds right to to mm-hmm. uh, start the business. I didn't have all of the funds that I needed, so I had a very good friend. We had been friends for a long time. His name wasn't Tom, but but we'll say Tom just to save his identity. Mm-hmm. But we had been friends for years. Went to college together. Went to school together. Great friend. And so he said, "Well, hey, look, how much do you need?" And I told him how much I need. He said, "Hey, I have that. You know, hey, I'd be more than happy to invest. I've always wanted to support what you do. Would love to invest." in your business, I said, great, you know, I'll, I'll do all the work. I'll put everything together. And, and he actually was also in another state. And so I was like, hey, this will be, this will work out great. You know, he's in another state. You know, he won't have to worry about the day-to-day. I'll kind of take care of that. He'll invest the money and, and, and we'll both, you know, make boatloads of money and live happily ever after. And so, you know, very um, quickly as we got into the business, we were having kind of a, a meeting one day and kind of discussing some things. 
He just had some, some fundamental differences of opinion about how we operated the business. And my standpoint was, was that, hey, I operate the business day to day, so I sort of know, you know, what goes on, maybe a little bit more than you do. And I'm not saying he was wrong, I was right. You know, that's not the point. The point is that we had sure, two, opposing, sure. two opposing points of view about this particular business. So as time went on, that just continued to build and build and build until it got to the point where we both just sort of had a fundamental disagreement about the direction of the business, and, and ultimately, uh, it ended our friendship. You know, it ended our yeah. friendship. Uh, I ended up uh, sort of refunding back the money that, that he had that he had borrowed, and, and and had to call in and talk to some of my lawyers, and and it was just it was real ugly. It was real ugly, and and we both kind of said some things to one another that 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 you know I later regretted, and. You know, it really kind of it, it, it hurt me and it hurt my business. And, and, and so just kind of fast forward, you know, it took probably, I don't know, maybe five to seven years, maybe a little longer before we were able to kind of mend our friendship, you know. And, and so, you know, it really, in hindsight, it really wasn't worth it. And I think one of the things that would have probably helped a little bit more in the beginning is if we had properly structured that partnership. You know, if we had kind of sure. put in a good mm-hmm. a good operating agreement that sort of dictated, you know, in the event that there are disagreements, because there's always going to be disagreements, but in the event, you know, are, there are going to be disagreements, you know, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to solve them? And so when you talk about partnerships, I think one of the things that, we, that you really have to consider is, yes, it may be great working with, with a partner. Yes, there are, there are def- some definite benefits, but more importantly than that, how are you going to structure the partnership, right? Structure is everything. How are you going to structure the partnership? So what do you think, Greta, about structure? Well, what, what's your story? I know you have a story, so what's your story? <laughs> we only have 10 uh, minutes. So we only... <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. So I'm quickly gathering and, and uh, consolidating my thoughts. I think that business partnerships can be a great thing, but structure is everything and then some. Um, One of the greatest lessons I've learned in my years of business ownership and partnership, make-ups and break-ups and everything in between is this. You do not enter and set up a formal business arrangement without um, developing and agreeing upon and codifying the exit strategy at the same time. Because at that moment, Everyone thinks, oh, we're going to stay in this business forever and ever, and we're going to make lots of money, and we're going to be happy. But life happens. Life changes. Right. Change of heart people, people change. People change. And yeah. it's never when you think it's, it's, it's when you least expect it, if you will. Right. Someone decides, you know, I'm moving across the country. I, I, you name the circumstance. It can change. It's people. It's their lives. Things change. But guess what? Now we've got this business, and if it's totally incongruent with what they want in their lives, but you haven't agreed upon it, you've got a big problem. A huge problem. Huge problem. That, and I'm just kind of speaking from experience, it's going to cost you a lot of headache, mm-hmm. accounting, and legal uh be a lot more legal fee, you know, fees than you ever probably imagined or desire to spend. There's a better way to spend your time and your resources. 
but it can right. all be avoided by setting up the structure of that business properly. When there are multiple entities involved, don't do anything without a properly structured business arrangement and an operating agreement. It's as simple as that. Right. I've learned over right. the years I don't do anything without, without a sound operating agreement. I, I right. wasn't like that in the beginning, but trust me, huh, I've learned. We'll, we'll say those stories for another day, but I've learned. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, you definitely, you know, kind of on the same lines. I think, you know, oftentimes when we look at partnerships, it's usually someone that we know, right? You know, whether that's sure. we know them very well or someone introduced us, but it's someone that we sort of know. And so we have a certain level, or we think we have a certain level of familiarity, but I think when you're doing those operating agreements or you're talking about, you know, the respective roles and responsibilities, you have to take the emotion out of the equation, right? You you have to remove the emotion. And, and, I mean, you know, and I think that's what a term, you know, is, hey, it's, it's strictly business, right? You know, you have to remove your emotions and that's remove, true. hey, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, yeah, we'll, yeah if we disagree, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. But But having a disagreement about, you know, you know, which bar we're going to go to after work, you know, is different than having a right. disagreement about how we're going to expand right. into a new market. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, so. or how, or how um, revenue is going to be distributed. What's the threshold exactly. for um, earning payroll? I mean, exactly. there, there are so many decisions that have to be made as the business grows and develops that, you, as you said, you cannot rely upon as, oh, we'll just figure it out as we go along because, as sure as the day is long, as my grandmother would say, you're going to have a difference of opinion. This can right. have a massive impact on the operation of the business. And once in a while you're going to sweep some things under the rug. Okay, we're well, fine. But I trust us when we say that is not a wise nor healthy way to run a business and it's going to cause uh, problems in terms of your relationship with your business partner and the, the development of a successful and healthy company. Yeah. The, the other thing I would say, too, is, is that when you're looking at that operating agreement, you know, make sure that you clearly define, you know, your respective roles and responsibilities. You know, and I think, you know, Absolutely. that should be in line with, you know, we kind of talked about it, um, you know, in some early episodes, you know, what are your, what are your strengths and weaknesses and what are, what are your partner's strengths? And weaknesses, and based on those, that's how you really should align your roles. You know, if you are not good in accounting or you hate numbers, you should not assign yourself the responsibility of reviewing the P and L every month, right? Exclusively. Yeah, you definitely need to know those numbers, and you need to be familiar with them. But that shouldn't be your dominant, you know, your dominant role. You know, you should really define your roles and responsibilities around, you know, what you're good at. You know, obviously, you should know a little bit right. about everything in your business, but in terms you know, there's a difference between knowing about something and being responsible for it. When I say that I'm responsible for something, that means that in the partnership, that's my area. And so, so sort of consequently, I would, I would look to the person responsible to take the lead in making the decisions. I would, I would kind of defer to my partner's expertise in a particular area if I've already admitted that they are more knowledgeable and that is their area of responsibility. You know, I think, you know, you also right. have to kind of say, you know, hey, look, this is my lane, that's your lane, and, and I'm going to kind of stay in my lane, you know. And if you feel that, you know, 
Yeah, you have to stay in your lane. You know, even if you even if you're not a hundred percent with what your partner's doing, but you've kind of given them that lane, you stay in that lane, and then you have a meeting, you schedule a partner meeting at some future date, and you say, hey, let's talk a little about these lanes, right? But you don't you don't switch right. lanes in the middle of right. the drive. Right, right. So, Mid, you know, you, midstream you, during the drive. Yeah, midstream. Right. You, I, has, I agree. Has I to agree be with you. Yeah, yeah. Everything has to I be agree planned. With you. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. I'm going to bring up this elephant that sits in the corner of a lot of rooms <laughs> when it comes to this, these, these business partnerships. And this is the elephant that comes up when we choose a business partner. Is, whether is, it, a big, is, a is, is it a big elephant? Is it a big elephant? He's pretty big. He's pretty heavy. He's pretty well, heavy. We, we oh, might want to take a break it, then. We might want to take a quick little break. Okay. Okay, let's so take we'll, a break. And when let, we come let's take back, a break. We're going to eat the elephant. We're going we're, to we're have to eat the elephant one bite at a time. We'll be right back, folks. Uh, give up the ground. We'll be right back. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Welcome back, family. Give up the grind. Kevin McGee and Dr. Greta Anderson. Before we left, we were getting ready to... Eat an elephant. Uh, yeah. I don't know if y'all ever yeah. ever eaten an elephant before. They're pretty tasty, but they just take a, just take a long time to eat. You know, you just got to do it bite uh, by bite. So Greta was about to <laughs> Greta was about to about to deal with the elephant in the room. So 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 go right ahead, Doctor Anderson. Go right ahead with the elephant in the room. Well, oftentimes there's this elephant in the room um, that. Uh, he or she just kind of strolls on in ever so quietly when we uh, select our business partners. Because a lot of times we we very seldom select a business partner that we just don't get along with at a personal level or don't have a good, healthy, excuse me, interpersonal relationship with. That seldom happens. Correct? Would you agree with me there? I would agree 100%. 100%. Okay. So, this is Jane or Joe or whomever, and we get along great. We've had great times. We work together, and we're all in the same whatever college sports team, whatever the case may be. Fine. We have a great relationship. Well, a, a relationship as, as a friendship or you know, a colleague, I only see certain layers and certain components of that person. 
Right. You know, so we can be the best of friends. But what I didn't realize is that maybe we have a different value system when it comes to right. ma- maintenance of our IRS compliance. Or, <laughs> you laugh, but we know these things are real. <laughs> Dipping our hand in the till. Ooh. When payroll is cut or when it isn't. Right. Is it ever okay to balance a check? These are things, again, that people will get a hearty laugh out of, but until you are in a real situation with people, you don't know. And I right. will tell you this. It is a scary time to make such discoveries when the IRS is calling you. Or because you're both liable. You look into the, because you're equally liable. Or you look in the bank account, and they, where there was $40,000, there's now $17. Notice I didn't say 17,000. I said 17. 17. It happens. These things every happen. Day. It happens the, every the day. The courts are filled with, dis- that's, the, the courts are filled with, with disagreements, <laughs> just like this. Filled. Filled. And there are many attorneys making great livings because of, of uh, business partner disputes. Yeah. So yeah. this is the elephant in the room. When we're selecting a business partner, we also have to dig deep. We, have to, we, we must do our due diligence. And I know that's your girl from college or your buddy, but you've got to dig down into the nuts and bolts and really know what you're getting into. Because remember this, you're taking on their best and worst traits just as they are doing with you. And you also have to ask some real serious questions about, you know, potential issues, you know, so, so, hey, Tom, I know we've known each other for 10 years, but, and I know you would never do this, but if, if one of us happened to steal some money, right, how would we deal with that, right? If, if one of us happened to cheat on our tax, you know, how would we deal? If, if one of us happened to have some sort of inappropriate relationship with one of our employees, how would we deal with that, right? You have to ask these just really you know, heinous questions uh, mm-hmm. that obviously would never happen, right? That would never happen. You know, Tom would never do that, right? But you still have to ask the question, what if? Because, again, people change. Issues change. Circumstances change. Circumstances you know, someone, change. someone may have had, one partner may have had one drink too many, right? You know, he may not mm-hmm. be in his right frame mm-hmm. of mind. People can have medical issues that cause them to change. I've seen issues where the spouse of a partner causes that partner to change. You know what I mean? There are all sorts of things, but you, right. you have to I definitely. Have, all right, I've been in situations where um, it was a situation with multiple owners of an organization, and between five, let me think of five people, uh, including myself, um, and I'm not married and, and never, never married. I guess that's IRS description that we're But between this, this ownership set, there were, I'm doing the math with part of hand, there were 11 ex spouses. Wow. Wow. Yes. 11? <laughs> 11. And so wow. these are situations, again, where I talk about the elephant in the room. These are situations where you have to get asking questions to make sure right. the business is set up properly, but also uh, 
questions you have to ask of yourself. Like in that situation, knowing, being wiser and a more seasoned business owner, I now know that in that situation, the first thing I need to understand is why do these business owners have such a consistent track record of one divorce, but two, <laughs> divorce? Right. No, and that's real. Because what that right. tells me is that there's some behavioral consistency problems. that may yep. cause some problems for me financially and otherwise. Right. We think, oh, this will never happen to us. You'll be surprised what can land on your front door. Or who can be reading your phone with Tina? You we're not, we're not trying to sound um, right. These 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 are life changing and altering and affecting uh, decisions you're making on choosing a business. They're real. It is a big deal. It's a very big deal. Very big. So make, listen. So, great. so definitely, you know, you guys need to make sure that 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 as you're considering business partnerships as part of your business, you know, make sure that you consider a lot of the things that we discussed here, you know, go online, find more articles, information, talk to people who have maybe been in some, I would say talk to people who've been in some bad business partnerships sure. and really mm-hmm. see, what, see what they have to share, you know, with you. But, you know, we're going to get on out of here, but definitely want to share just a few, a few parting tips with you guys as we, as we get out of here. And so I think if I had a couple that I would share, you know, one would be, only enter the business partnership after you've thoroughly discussed all of the issues, right? Don't get into the partnership and then discuss what might happen. Discuss what might happen before you even sign the documents and create, create all of the documents. Number two, you know, clearly and concisely document how your partnership is going to function. You know, you have to have a, you know operating agreement. It should be very specific about roles and responsibilities and Who's going to do what? How are you going to handle disagreements or disputes or things like that? And so those would probably be just, you know, two of the things that, that I would say you definitely need to consider. What about you, Greta? What do you think people definitely need to consider before entering a partnership? Uh, dovetailing on the um, recommendation that you just gave, I would also give, in terms of, for example, investment capital, um, have a discussion about that, what that translates into with one person, uh, put in capital and the other didn't, are you going to still be treated equally and, and address that? Because what you, what happens down the road is grudges don't matter once the the agreement has been codified. When you're right. really upset because you put in 20000 and you should be getting more on the return, well, that's got to be discussed on the front end. I would suggest right. just very, very hard. There are going to be some uncomfortable discussions, so I would suggest – be preparing to be, be uncomfortable in some, some necessary discussions. Um, and along with that, um, I think as I said kind of early on in the show, enter the business agreement with an exit strategy because right. things change. But what happens, Definitely. what happens if the business grows and someone comes along and they're willing to buy the business? Well, if one of the partners has said, I'm keeping this business because this is going to serve as a legacy for my children, but you're like, well, they just offered us X number of dollars, let's sell. We've got to talk about those things. And what is the objective? Every business owner, builder has an objective. So as you begin it, 
discuss how the, the various strategies and ways that the business could end or morph. Those would be my big suggestions. Awesome. Those are good. So listen, guys, take those suggestions very seriously if you're considering partnerships. They can be a great tool to help you move your business forward, but not without some possible consequences. So listen, you guys have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. It has been our pleasure, as always, to speak with you guys. And if you want to find more out about us, please visit our respective platforms. And Dr. Greta, they can find you where? I'm on my website, drgretaanderson.com. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram at Dr. Greta Anderson, at Dr. Greta Golf. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Find me at kevinrmcgee.com. Also look for the book, I Am the First, Success Secrets, First-Time Entrepreneurs. Listen, thank you guys so much. Greta, you have a great rest of the week. Thank you. You do the same, sir. Do the same. Take care. Give it up the grind. Bye-bye. Have a great day, guys. Give it up. Take care. Napa guy knows more isn't always better, unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space, a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Support for this podcast comes from The Fresh Market, offering a fresh store experience with premium meat, specialty produce, signature baked goods, and convenient meals to go. Learn more at thefreshmarket.com slash refresh.